The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, July 19, 2018, and this is The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I'm Bob. What's happening? Hello, Bob. Hi, Rachel. Primary elections are underway, and the midterms will be here before you can say impeach Trump. And now... You can remind yourself to vote every time you wash by picking up Bubble Genius's Vote Soap. It's a five-ounce bar of sweet-smelling soap, artistically carved into the shape of the word vote, with a third of the proceeds going to resistance candidates across the country. Only seven bucks from Bubble Genius, but use our promo code BOBC for 15% off your entire order only from BubbleGenius.com. Okay, on today's show, the great T-Rex, David Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast is here. Trump knew about Putin ordering the attack on our elections before he was inaugurated. We have the dumbest tweet in the world today by a young Trumper who's an idiot. There's no other way to put it. And only uh, 28% of young people plan to vote in November because, you know, everything is awful. All that and more on the way, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I'm pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. So wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water on the crops? Yes. Water. Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but but yeah, that's the idea. But Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Okay, look. The plants aren't growing, so I'm pretty sure that the Brondo's not working. Now, I'm no botanist, but I do know that if you put water on plants, they grow. Well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. Hey, that's good. You sure you ain't the smartest guy in the world? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, look, you want to solve this problem. I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brando's got what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they use to make Brando. Yeah, but why do they use them to make Brando? Because Brando's got electrolytes. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. It's the Trump Crisis Day 546, 109 days until the 2018 midterms, and possibly the end of American democracy, according to Malcolm Nance. Sweet, merciful crap! Who made sure to tell us on the show yesterday that uh, we've got, uh, you know, about 109 days left in American democracy. And if things go horribly awry on Election Day, then that's it. Poof. Gone. Gone. Out the door. We're screwed. Uh... Lots to get to today, lots to talk about. Got a New York Times article that dropped late last night, and if you uh, saw it already, Jesus God. Trump knew. He knew. He knew. All right, without any further ado, let's bring in T-Rex. Yeah! (laughs) Walter is becoming a permanent part of that jingle, and I'm I'm going to make sure. I'm going to make sure of it, because I just can't. I can't get enough of Walter the Singing Dog. 
All right. I've kind of become a proselytizer for Walter. Like everywhere I go, I've been showing that video to people. And it, I mean, unfailingly, it leaves people laughing and their whole day is better. Yeah. Once they see Walter, it's true. Yeah, you're a Walter evangelist is what they call it. My favorite is the third movement of his song where he gets puts a little blues on it. He's like, Rah! you know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, he's just so sad. He's so sad and tragic, Walter the dog. Okay, speaking of sad and tragic, T-Rex, David Ferguson, we got to talk about uh, this New York Times piece that came out late last night because this is yet another bombshell. Another, to me, another nail in the Trump coffin if we were living in normal times. Uh, and I mean the Trump presidency coffin. I'm not having any assassination fantasies or anything like that. And if you're going to comment about assassination fantasies on my Facebook page, those comments will get deleted. And I'm being 100% serious about that. We're not going to talk about that kind of crap or fantasize about anything related to the death of Donald Trump. We can do this without him being somehow taken out. And, and which No, would- we want the man alive to suffer consequences. <laughs> yes, of course. I think it would be entirely too easy on him. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure you saw this article uh, yesterday, or it came out late last night. It dropped right at the end of uh, Rachel's show, right at the beginning of Lawrence's show, and they covered it quite extensively. In fact, Lawrence, I think, spent most of his show about this uh, uh, last night. I, I feel like I'm getting a kind of 2005 deja vu when it came out that you know yeah. the whole WMD things was fabricated and the rest of the world was finally coming around to what we had known from the jump. Oh, yeah. You know, that... It was corrupt and it was an invasion on false principles. So we've known, I mean, we've known that he's known on some level and it's just the rest of the world now has evidence of the things that people like us have been being called shouty and big shout face for talking about for a year and a half. <laughs> that's that's right. Actually, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm, I'm glad you brought up shouty McShout face because the uh, Malcolm Nance interview on, on the show yesterday is getting some great reviews. Uh, it was really good. Everyone seems I, to I love really, it. I mean, it's uh, while being scared, they also loved it uh, just as much. Has been looking forward to this. Says uh, Julia Leonard, this was an awesome uh, interview. Thank you, Bob from Elizabeth Bishop. Thanks, Bob. I plan to upgrade. That's what I like to see from uh, one of our uh, Patreon subscribers. Uh, Cindy McNary says, awesome show, Bob. Beth Scott says, fascinating interview with Nance. Really helped make connections with how we got here and where we are now. Uh, one of your best shows, says Christopher Brandon. Ziggy Blue, one of our favorite listeners, Ziggy Blue, said, Malcolm Nance never disappoints. Thanks for a great show. You got to hear this over on our Patreon page. Go to bobseska.com, click the all caps Patreon link, and you can listen to our Wednesday interview shows free of charge. No need to subscribe, but if you're there... Why not sign up for the bonus content? How about that, huh? Go and do it now. Malcolm Nance said more, clarified more for me about the whole Edward Snowden situation in 80 seconds yeah. than the rest of the media was it has been able to do in the last five years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's um, that came right at the end of the show. We barely had any time left to talk about Edward Snowden. And, and believe me, Malcolm and I could have spent a few hours talking about the whole Snowden debacle and the reporting that went on around that and the links to Russia and WikiLeaks and all the rest of it. And uh, But yeah, he was still able to clarify the whole deal with Edward Snowden. It just never smelled right to me. Yeah. No, no, it I didn't. never could put my finger on it, and I never could quite put into words what he so succinctly put into words yesterday, that there was another way he could have done this that was by the, you know, that was legit. And yeah. And instead, he... 
defected. He took other people's. I don't know. Well, that's, that's what a I. Whole that's what I. Kept. Other show, and but let, we need to talk about what happened here in in 2017 in January, and so now the rest of the world knows what we suspected all along. Yep. That President Trump knew that Putin helped him get into office, and every denial he has made publicly about it has been a lie. It wasn't just about Putin knowing; it was actually Putin ordering the cyber attacks. And we have this from highly classified intelligence. We have this from a top secret source who's close to Mr. Putin. And you better fucking believe that Vladimir Putin, that everyone around Vladimir Putin at the Kremlin right now are just going indiscriminately apeshit, trying to track down who this top secret source yeah. happens to be, uh, who described this whole scene to the CIA uh, about how the Kremlin decided to execute its campaign of hacking and disinformation. And so Donald Trump knew as of January 6, 2017, I almost said 2016, it's actually 2017, and it was before the inauguration. And despite all of that, he has continued to say, I, I think everyone's lost count of how many times he's actually denied the existence of the Russian attack, called it a democratic hoax, called it a witch hunt, said that we praised Vladimir Putin, defended Vladimir Putin, refused to say anything negative about goddamn Vladimir Putin. And ultimately, this is no surprise to those of us who have been following along. It's surprising to actually finally get to see it in print, things that we've known from the beginning to the extent Well, let me that, say this, though. Yeah. We do know that we know the information was presented to him, but we do not know that he absorbed it. He could very well have been <laughs> Good point. sitting there at his desk while they're saying, you know, Vladimir Putin personally ordered the hack attack on the 2016 election. And he's like, mm, special sauce. It's kind of like Thousand Island dressing, I guess. <laughs> right. Which is really just tartar sauce with ketchup. <laughs> I really, honest to God, I thought that despite this being a, you know, a big darn deal. A big darn deal. It was something that I thought Donald Trump was going to scream about today. I thought for sure today was going to be all about this bloodthirsty jihad against the deep state leakers who are responsible for letting this story out to the New York Times. And on top of that, I was kind of predicting, and not necessarily this being my only predicted outcome. I, there were several possible paths that this could take but one of them was that of course this was going to be full-on discussion of the deep state coup and there's been one like i don't know I, I forget the guy's exact name but there's some guy former cia director who was like yeah it's time to start shooting people in the streets uh and i'm talking about dissidents people who are against donald trump that's who he was referencing and malcolm nance in fact speaking of malcolm nance tweeted about that earlier today um, and that was the only real sign that I saw coming from the Trumpers. Now, granted, I'm not steeped in uh, Trumper mythology and lore <laughs> on a regular basis. They may but, still be processing. The, the yeah. little wheel on their forehead is still going, you know, the beach ball is turning as they try to figure out how to spin this. Yeah. Just the whole simpering, like Hel the Helsinki press conference and and then coming back the next day and saying, oh, well, I said would, but I meant to say wouldn't. Oh, I know. I know. And it's, I mean, it takes a minute. I'm sure for even the most deft turd polishers to, <laughs> to yeah. figure well, out. You know, it's funny because Eric Bollard raised a really good point on Twitter uh, not too long ago. He said, this is, you know, classic 
classic Russia propaganda effort here where it's uh, the, the cloud of confusion where on one minute he says this, the next minute he contradicts himself, the next minute after that he's back to that, and then he's contradicting himself again. And then, you know, that's why I think you have this level of doubt among the Trumpers because I think they understand and they fully accept the fact that Trump's a liar and they love him despite his lying. So when they hear Donald Trump say, uh, you know what, uh, I did condemn Putin and I've condemned him a lot and that's the way it's always been, they'll go, well, oh, okay, all right, sure, sure, yeah, that's, thank you. <laughs> and, and, they, and, that's, and then they take that approach and then he's back to the other thing and then they defend him on that. So it's, it's back and forth and so no wonder their brains are leaking out of their ear sockets. You know, it's just, uh, it's madness for them and it's the cognitive dissonance that's making it even worse. And we have, we have some audio here from the UK's Channel 4 that spoke with a bunch of Trump supporters in the wake of Helsinki. And I want to play this audio a little bit later on in the show because this really, I mean, you want to look. The stupid is going to make our brains bleed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember what I said earlier about oh. being steeped in Trumper mythology and lore? That's what this, uh, this audio clip is. So wait for that. It's going to be unfucking believe Wait till you hear this thing. But back to the New York Times piece. Reported here, uh, Mr. Trump sounded grudgingly convinced, according to several people who attended the intelligence briefing. But ever since, Mr. Trump has tried to cloud the very clear findings that he received on January 6, 2017, which his own intelligence leaders have unanimously endorsed. So this whole bullshit about Trump saying, you know, I, I do believe the intelligence community now. I do. I do. I do. No, he absolutely does not believe the intelligence community. And, you know, I've mentioned this before that throughout his backpedaling and revisionist history about what was said in Helsinki, he has actually been repeating the same conspiracy theories over and over again about how it was the Democrats who attacked themselves and because they didn't hand over the server to the FBI, they're trying to cover up their own complicity in the actual hack attack. So when Donald Trump says, I believe my intelligence community that it was the Russians, and then he says, and maybe some other people, lots of other people... Uh, he's talking about the Democrats. He thinks that this is either some, he's still on the fat guy in China thing, and he's still on the conspiracy theory that it was the Democrats. Is that, I mean, is that a fair takeaway, T-Rex, that, that this whole bullshit line about the, uh, about the server is just a way, it's a, it's a dog whistle for his supporters to hear, oh, he's really saying that it was the Democratic hoax all along. So he hasn't yeah, changed but, his but position. But he's so far up the racist uncle email chain at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't even sound like English to the rest of us. He's like talking about the server. Everyone's like, what's ser like server? Like, I mean, is this a person? <laughs> like, I'm Tony, yeah. I'm your server. You guys want some jalapeno bites? Like, where are we going with this, Donald? Um, <laughs> well, on, on January 6, 2017, there was a meeting at Trump Tower. Trump was briefed that day by John Brennan, the CIA director, James Clapper, the director of national intelligence, uh, Mike Rogers, the director of NSA, and the commander of United States Cyber Command. FBI Director James Comey was also there after the formal briefing. He privately told Mr. Trump about the Steele dossier. So that was a pretty eventful day. Oh, it's the same day. Yeah. yeah Steel, okay. It was Steele dossier. And oh yeah, by the way, Vladimir Putin ordered the attack on United States democracy and sovereignty. And what are you going to do about it, Mr. President? And Mr. President's answer, or Mr. President-elect's answer was, I'm not going to do anything. It's all wrong. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
fucking fucking evil super villain. This guy. They're all. You know what? It's the entire Republican Party. It's like that. You that's know, the it, crazy part. Yeah, that's you, what Malcolm was saying. Nance was saying yesterday was that the Russians have bought the conservative party of every single Western mm. power. Yeah. UKIP bought and paid for by Russians. Yeah. NRA paid, bought and paid for by Russians. And well, I mean, uh, it's, it's so convenient for them to do this, right? Where it's, it's expensive to build missiles and to raise armies and to equip them and to feed them and to engage in some sort of ground war and some sort of hot shooting war uh, between armies. That takes a lot of effort. And what Vladimir Putin has come up with in a sinister, again, evil supervillain kind of way is a really inexpensive way to entirely cripple the last remaining world superpower, which is the United States. And that's what he has basically managed to do, where we are now in jeopardy with a poor outcome in the uh, November midterms of losing democracy, of losing are tethering to the constitutional values that we cherish here in lieu of this cabal of Trumpers and Republicans who are very obviously compromised by Russia, very obviously owned by Russia, very obviously financed by Russia to the point where they are pulling out all the stops. I mean, God damn it. The same day that we heard all of this shit in Helsinki, the reaction from the Freedom Caucus wasn't to condemn or to censure the president. The reaction from the Freedom Caucus, remember the Tea Party people, was to uh, further their attempt to impeach Rod Rosenstein. That was how dumb that was. Yeah. <laughs> Idiots. What is Jim Jordan doing in public at all? I don't. Yeah. That's a great question because I think the, uh, you know, it, it's become entirely clear to me that. He's enabled a molester predator doctor yeah i mean upon exactly so there's this osu story uh of sexual assault with this doctor cupping the testicles of of wrestlers and jim jordan knowing about this and and not doing anything about it or not saying anything it's the whole joe paterno thing part two and if we know this about jim jordan we also know that there's got to be other instances of this if there's smoke there's there might be fire and if there's fire Vladimir Putin knows about it because Jim Jordan is bending over backwards. He's tripping over his increasingly thinning hair to get to people like Rod Rosenstein to obfuscate the Russia investigation, to tear down the entire concept that we were attacked and that our president is doing zilch to thwart the latest iterations of these attacks. And we know this for a fact, and I want to make sure this is abundantly clear, David, is that it, this is not just some hypothetical thing that may or may not still happen this year. This is happening. The Russian attack is continuing, despite what Donald Trump said yesterday in that cabinet room meeting where he said, you know, someone asked him, is the Russia attack continuing? And, and he said no. He said no twice. <laughs> well, all you got to do is look around social media and you can see evidence of the attack all over the place. I mean, we talked about the walk away hashtag thing, which is being furthered by Russian bots and Russian trolls. We know that we've seen memes. I mean, I'm seeing memes all over, unfortunately, on places like Facebook, where what they're doing is they're trying to make a case for candidates like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez by linking her to uh, supporting voter ID. 
That's the kind of rat fucking that's going on, David, that mm. almost certainly has the Russia stamp of approval, if not sourced by Russia itself uh, to disrupt this election. But I mean, you know, I mean, it, it may be that that kind of attack might be lighter this time, may not be as heavy as we saw it in 2016, but there's still lots of time left, and they've already rehearsed uh, breaking into uh, boards of election databases and so on. And that and nuclear be, plants and power and nuclear plants and- with, of course, the Republicans in Congress doing us not a single goddamn thing to stop it. <sighs> okay. Half of the Freedom Caucus were in Moscow on July 4th. <laughs> yeah. Jesus and, and got snubbed by Putin, no less. <sighs> it's it's <laughs> un goddamn believable. Okay, so adding uh, insult to injury in all of this uh, is uh, is Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. Oh God. <laughs> I know, I know what you're saying. Tucker Carlson went on a rant the other night, and I usually don't pay attention to Tucker Carlson anymore because, quite frankly, knowing I think what we all know about television punditry, especially on Fox News Channel, is that there are quite a few guys, quite a few pundits, quite a few uh, Fox News Channel political analysts, whatever the hell that means. Can't Ta- see analysts without anal. Exactly right. Who, who, have taken, <laughs> who have taken on this role of being pro-Trump, pro-conservative, because the paycheck is good. And we've seen that, you know, that's that's nothing new. That's been something that's been happening on cable news since the 90s, for God's sake. But this is uh, this is another case where, you know, say what you will about Tucker Carlson. I don't think Tucker Carlson's an idiot. I think he's he's being paid well to support Donald Trump on Donald Trump's network. And so that's what brings us to something that is just so utterly goddamn stupid. Stupid. Tucker Carlson made a case the other day that the term intelligence community is one of the problems in the system, that the word community is Orwellian, he said. Here's Tucker Carlson on Fox News Channel the other night. He's a quizzling, a traitor to his country. That's what they're saying. And not just a few of them. All of them are saying that in unison. Mm -hmm. Think for a second about what they are demanding. Oh, because it's true, by the way. We're saying it because it's true. It's tr- We saw. We have eyes. We have ears. We saw the video. We we heard his words. You know he's getting on a rant when he starts pulling out the William F. Buckley words. <laughs> That's true. That's like absolutely quizzling. true. Yeah, he really tries, doesn't he? He tries so hard. Oh, it seems smart. On, if you don't automatically accept the imprecise, nonspecific, never fully explained findings of shadowy intelligence agencies with long, documented track records of making serious mistakes, you've somehow betrayed your country. Mm. The very people who assured you that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction, the ones who said the Shah would never fall in Iran. Yeah, uh, Tucker Carlson being one Wait. of those people. I know. Wait. I know. Let's, Wait. Let's Let's hear it, dude. This is where I start to feel like my brain is oozing out of my ears. <laughs> That's the gaslighting. Because lighting. you were one of the people who told us that weapons of mass destruction were in Iraq. Yes. Carlson, I remember this. Yes. I watched it happen. We all watched it happen. Uh, I mean, I mean we that, were, this is their hill to die on. 
on. Yeah. And anyone said, anyone who accused the Bush administration of failing to hear the intelligence reports with regard to the 9-11 attack were labeled unpatriotic and we should leave the country or we're uh, with the terrorists, it was said. Uh, we need to watch what we say and watch what we do. Those were the warnings that we were getting when we were saying, hey, you know what? Or at least I'll speak for myself. When I was saying, you know what? The intelligence community kind of saw this coming. You know, Al Franken, for God's sake, wrote an entire chapter in his book at the time called the chapter was titled Operation Ignore. Basically, the whole chapter was a timeline of the Bush administration ignoring the warnings of people like national security experts and advisors like Richard Clark, who were just blown off instead of listened to the in that they case just fired people until they got to the person who would say what they wanted yeah yeah and then on top of that the ramp up to the iraq war wasn't necessarily about erroneous uh, findings of the intelligence community it was that the bush administration was cooking the intelligence to make it seem as if uh, saddam hussein was developing wmd that's what was and going took on. Part in the attack on 9/11. Yes, exactly. Don't forget right. that was. They kept saying, they kept screaming, "We were attacked on 9/11. We have to invade Iraq." And the, yeah. those two sentences did not connect. See also, but, brain leaking out of head, which is how I, I just feel remember right Andrew now. Sullivan saying that the liberals <laughs> and the coastal elites were going to become a fifth column. Oh Jesus I Christ! Like, I got your fifth column right here, Andrew. <laughs> it's in my pants. God. Why do people take him seriously? You know, he's know. back to his racist, like, I know. you know, laugher curve crap again. He's probably on television more than any other gay man in the United States. And he is a total racist Tory. Yeah. Uh, misogynist. <laughs> right. I, I can't with him. I right. Can't. I mean, I, he you know, again, of- he boy, he was doing so well there for a while. And then he just fell off. Fell off the uh, the bandwagon, the, the bandwagon of normals here on Earth One. Uh, all right, well, let's get back to Earth Two. Here's more of Tucker Carlson. This is where he gets into the whole thing about how the term intelligence community is all kinds of spooky and Orwellian, even though it's something that we've used since the beginning of the fucking intelligence community, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Those people must be believed without question or else. On television, this group is called the Intelligence Community. That's an Orwellian name if there ever was one. Where exactly is this community we hear so much about? Does it have a zip code? A public library system? A youth football league? How long before Congress starts demanding unthinking obedience to the lawmaker community? It's a community, after all. You must obey it. Dissent is unpatriotic. And if you don't agree, you're working for Vladimir Putin. (laughs) That's where we're heading, by the way, and fast. Goddamn idiot. Does he have a head wound? Yeah, he's in that, is that what that is that what that prep school bang on his forehead is actually about? That's it's covering it. the fact that there's just no frontal cortex. That's right. Just a slope. Tucker Carlson is massive head wound Harry. That's that's Tucker Carlson. He is clearly out to lunch. Obviously, this is shit that he has to say. Um, you know, and I, I'm not saying that he necessarily doesn't believe what he's saying. I'm just saying that. That is so goddamn stupid that it's on some level on and it's the same goes for all Trumpers on some level. They must be thinking in their heads, boy, this is a bunch of shit. This is really, really stupid. But then they, they, they can't admit that publicly because, of course, Trump is their team and they've got to continue to rah, rah, you know, and root for their team. So that little voice in their heads that are going, you know, this doesn't add up. This all sounds like bullshit. It sounds like Trump's lying. It sounds like he's deceiving all of us. And they're going, no, 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 (laughs) shut, zip it, zip it, zip it. 
zip, uh, inner voice. <laughs> oh, goddamn. Goddamn awful. Everything is so goddamn awful. I'm just awful. picturing you as Dr. Evil. I'm just going yeah. to have that for a second. <laughs> zip it. You must zip it good. Uh, along those same lines, here's what Jacob Wall tweeted. Uh, a boy genius, Jacob Wall, who is just, every time I see a Trump tweet, if I scroll down, the very first set of comments are always Jacob Wall, just with his penis out, just talking about how great Donald Trump is. And he said here today, he said, this is staggering. This is staggering that an adult who actually has eyeballs and access to, you know, facts could actually say this publicly and then not completely regret it and immediately delete the tweet. He said, Vladimir Putin does a lot for his country, considering he's only paid the measly salary of $112,000 a year. He could easily make millions of dollars a year from public speaking alone. But after... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But after... No, no, no. insane. He said, but after 20 years in the spotlight, he presses on. Does he not know? So he just doesn't know that Vladimir Putin is an extraordinarily wealthy billionaire oligarch. Who may, we got to send Mr. Wall some knee pads. I that know. is one serious tongue bath of, of <laughs> Vladimir Putin's tank. I mean, tongue bath. That's just unreal. Uh, oh, my God. That is, just, yeah. Uh, wow. That person, I guess I'll have to get a zip code for Moscow to get the knee pads to him. And, <laughs> I mean, there, there's no way that's a real person. Vladimir Putin does a lot for his country, considering he's only paid the measly salary of $112,000 a year. He could easily make millions of dollars a year from public speaking alone. After 20 years as president, what a giver. But all those years of, <laughs> right, all those years of public service, of, of thankless public service, where he's just scraping by paycheck to paycheck to pay his bills. Poor, poor, poor Vladimir Putin. I mean, this is right out of the, this is like you expect to see a picture of, Vladimir Putin standing over a, a barrel with a fire in it, and then he's got the got the 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 apple crate turned over, and he's slicing that one bean into individual <laughs> slices, you know, like the Looney Tunes cartoons. Oh my God! They, you know, it's just clear to me they just don't know. They just don't understand. There's an entire generation of younger people on the alt-right and Trump supporters who just don't understand how things work. I mean, if they're thinking that Vladimir Putin is this pauper with like flies buzzing around his eyeballs and, you know, he's just got, he's wearing a barrel and it's just, it's so sad. He's like Sarah McLaughlin music playing. Oh, poor, poor Vladimir Putin. I mean, how can... Got an old hammer and sickle flag on a stick with his belongings in it. Slung over his shoulder. For just the price of a cup of coffee, you too. Wandering from St. Petersburg to Moscow to Siberia. Just wherever the cold Russian wind takes him. For just the price of a cup of coffee, you too can support a Russian <laughs> oligarch. Why don't you join us now in helping Vladimir Putin pay his bills, put food on his table. Jesus God. And give a second dock for boats on his boat. <laughs> Vladimir Putin needs an extension on his yacht 
So for $8 a month, just the price of a cup of coffee from Starbucks, you too can support Vladimir Putin's growing fortune. His public service all these years has, has bankrupted him. Jesus can we Christ. talk about Maria Butina, then? Yeah. U.S. person number one. I think I think we could talk about Maria Butina because <laughs> poor, poor U.S. person number one. Yeah, okay. we'll talk. Let's take a break. Yeah, we're gonna get into Maria Butina and all kinds of other fun stuff here in just a second. But I got to talk about Stamps.com because I've been using Stamps.com. I used to run an animation studio, cartoon animation studio, many many years yeah. ago. And going back all the way to I think 2001 or 2002, that's when we first signed up for Stamps.com. So I'm a early early adapter of stamps.com and i have loved it every single step of the way no more running around scrambling through uh uh, uh, purses and and going through old file cabinets trying to find a spare stamp here or there with stamps.com uh you're all set as far as postage uh things that are on demand i mean you want postage on demand Enter stamps.com. How would you like all the services of a post office 24-7 without ever leaving your home or business? No weather, no traffic, no lines. Again, no scrambling to try to find a stamp. And Is there enough postage on that stamp? I don't know. With stamps.com, you can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or any package. Stamps.com will send you a digital scale so you get the postage exactly right every single time. A few clicks and then mail as usual. I'll be here when you get back, but right now, hit pause on the show and sign up for a four-week trial period. There's a special offer. If you type B-O-B-C in the box next to the microphone at the top of the homepage at Stamps.com, that's B-O-B-C in the microphone box at the top of Stamps.com. That'll get you a four-week free trial period. Uh, That's an amazing special offer from Stamps.com. Again, the promo code is B-O-B-C. It's so convenient. Do it right now. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. This is uh, Allison Chains, and they revised the name of the song to Wouldn't. It's not. It's not Wood by Allison Chains. This is uh, Allison Chains. Wouldn't. Updated for the Trump era, where everything is the opposite, right? I think so. All right, make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link. It's the all-caps Amazon link at bobseska.com. You go shopping as normal because that link takes you right to the front page of amazon.com. But, but because you've entered using our link, we get a teeny tiny commission from some of the things you purchase. Thank you for going and doing all of that. Lots of people using uh, Amazon Prime Day this week through our link and also picking up Malcolm Nance's book, The Plot to Hack Democracy, or The Plot to Destroy Democracy, I meant to say. On our page for Malcolm Nance's interview, you can click the link and use our link directly to Malcolm Nance's book. Okay, so getting back into it with our friend T-Rex here on the show. So you wanted to mention, you wanted to talk about Maria Butina. Uh, are we going to see more linkage? Who do you think U.S. Person 1 is? Uh, oh, they they outed U.S. Person 1 last night. He's a South Dakota guy. Let me get his name. Oh, yeah. I heard it was um, South Dakota, but I wasn't sure that there was an actual oh name. Oh, my God. You are going to love this, Bob. It is a who's who of right-wing suckers. Right, let's, let's have He's it. been sued by, like, Brent Bozell. He, like, at some point back in the 90s was like, I'm going to open a bunch of Christian-centered Alzheimer care centers for senior citizens. And he got, like, all this money, was driving around in a red Mustang, and, and nothing ever materialized. And then, like, Brent Bozell of the Media Research 
Heritage Center, you know. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Like, Zayas, yeah. Brent Bozell. Yeah, uh, like sued him for like his investment money back and then a whole bunch of – I mean the guy's been like – oh, gosh. Let me see if I, I mean it's he's like uh, he's like a zealot of right wing failure. It's, it's, yes. it's amazing. Well, is, so, do you have his name handy? Because uh, this is a news oh. story that slipped right on through my fingers. I have no idea Hang what's on. happening with the latest on that. Yeah, I did. I mean, I did catch the South Dakota uh, geographic aspect of all of that, but uh, I haven't heard the person's name. It's not anyone we know. It's not anyone we're familiar with, are we? No, but he's been like a step away from everybody, like from like Dana Rohrbacher to like... Oh, of course, Dana Rohrbacher, yeah. And he's like 56. They said Erickson. What's his first name? It's not Eric Erickson. When I first oh, oh Erickson, yes, I yes, like, Eric Erickson. I, I thought it was going to be Eric Erickson, but it was some other Erickson. So you are, in fact, I, I, I did hear... Something about Erickson, South Dakota. I'm going to go look this up uh, right now. As I should have done Paul this before Erickson. the show. Paul GOP political operative Paul Erickson. Yeah. U.S. person number one. So he's 56. She's 20, whatever. So this They're guy stupidly slept with Maria Butina, who privately hates and Paul Erickson. And she's using him as like a way to get to like David Clark and yeah. like all these other right-wing people. And oh I think God. she actually... I th- uh, you know, she paid for David Clark to go to Moscow. I think there's going to be, uh, I don't know. He's, yeah. Who yeah. Knows? Well, I mean, this is all, it's all fits into what we've been observing for many, many years now. I mean, going back to blogosphere 1.0 and even earlier than that, knowing that the modern Republican Party is all about winning at any cost, which is why we get things like voter ID laws and voter suppression and monkeying around with the precincts and the voting booths and the precincts and so on. This is all an attempt to make sure that uh, as few people vote as possible, even if that loops in suppressing Republican votes as well, because generally speaking, as long as uh, as long as voter turnout is as low as possible, Republicans always do well when voter turnout sucks. And so that's why they're trying to prevent. And so that's why they're engaged in all these shenanigans. They have prioritized winning over all else. And now, finally, they may be hitting some comeuppance for that. I hope that is the case. I hope we can take back the House of Representatives at the very least, if not the Senate as well. Let's aim high and go for both. How about that? And then make sure that these people are held accountable for what they're doing. Glad to see that. Uh, okay, okay, here's his resume. I've got it. Paul okay. Erickson. Let's hear it. And like I said, they call him some kind of power broker, but I mean, you read it and it's like failure, failure, failure. <laughs> He's been in, participated in every GOP presidential primary since 1980, was Pat Buchanan's presidential campaign manager in 1992. Mm. Uh, he was an advisor to Mitt Romney's campaign, uh, a 2012 Mitt Romney delegate. Uh, he went to the Trump inaugural. Oh, God, where else? But he also was like, you know, he was sued for fraud by all these people because he was raising money for uh, an organization that never opened these healthcare centers. I mean, he's like, yeah. Yeah. He goes way back and apparently was an easy mark for her. And while they were cohabitating, she was actively like telling other people how much she hated having sex with him. And (laughs) all this is in the documents. And if you, everyone needs to read the indictment. Right. I think we all need to read these indictments. We need to read the one that came out last Friday from, from Mueller's office. I've got it bookmarked on my computer. Yeah. There's an amazing amount of detail and probably there are people in Russia running around going, how do they know all this Mm -hmm. right now? Because when you look at some of the stuff in the Mueller indictment from last Friday, it is breathtakingly specific. Oh, yeah. What computer they were using, where they were, who they were, what their rank was in the 
Russian military intelligence service. I was saying on the show, T-Rex, that the fact is that from that document, we got a major, major prong of the attack, which was to use DNC voter analytics right. against the Democrats to take that information that was stolen from the DNC by these GRU uh, hackers, uh, Guccifer 2.0 and DC leaks and all the rest of them, the other the other 10 of them. And that information could have very easily been used to micro-target Democratic voters, to turn them against the would-be nominee Hillary Clinton, to convince them that the Democrats are just the lesser of two evils, and maybe you should vote for third party like Jill Stein, or maybe you should stay home on election day because Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are kind of the same person, right? They have the same ideas, and they're the same personality, and they're both equally crooked. You know, that's the bullshit that was specifically targeted to these voters to try to yeah. tr pull down uh, to try to, to reduce democratic turnout on a gigantic election and which you know basically served to elect donald trump president especially in these three states pennsylvania wisconsin and uh, michigan and you can throw in ohio and florida in that mix too because we saw shenanigans there too we're seeing uh, news of uh, infiltrations in georgia as well as far as uh, uh, boards of elections there I mean, just one example after another, leading us closer and closer oh, to the no. idea when that the Russians all. Georgia's. Oh, what about Georgia? Data is on a ridiculously insecure. I mean, I don't know if they've changed it now, but I mean, it was like everything was on one laptop. Yeah. The password was like password. And it was all. Uh, it's bad. Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah, tragic. Actually, I did an article for Raw Story about just how vulnerable Georgia's election or, you know, system is. Right. And the polls uh, were all showing that, that Georgia could have turned blue in that election. And, I, you know, again, we have to look at also the idea that uh, for, what was it, the, the 2004 election, the, the polls didn't match the outcome of the actual votes uh, in, uh, in also in, in 2016. The polls didn't match the outcome of the election. The, the election was obviously swung in completely the opposite way. Which to me should be the first indicator that Russia was was meddling with the vote count. And if they didn't meddle with the vote count, what we do know is that they changed people's minds who would have otherwise voted for the Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton and instead voted for Donald Trump because of the impact of all of this uh, agitprop and anti-Hillary propaganda and the social media campaign and all the rest of it, all the targeting that they could have done. I mean, they basically had, going back to the DNC analytics, they had the keys to the Democratic kingdom. The Trump campaign was able to do this and I'd be shocked if this information wasn't handed over to Brad Parscale at some point so they could micro-target all of these voters and get them to swing over to Donald Trump. It's really just an insidious thing. And then on top of everything else, David, we get this, uh, this breaking news from the House today that the uh, Republicans in the House voted to zero out election security funding. Fuck you! <sighs> Uh, uh, Congressman Mike Quigley and, and uh, Steny Hoyer passionately spoke up to defend the USA. This is from uh, Eric Swalwell tweeted this. House Democrats broke in a chance of USA, USA, but they still zeroed out funding for election security. Why? I don't fucking know. <coughs> well, I mean, I just, uh, it's, I just, it's I'm obvious. I'm just saying. Spit take. Yeah, it's, it's because they're compromised, right? You know, it's because they're doing Trump's bidding. They're doing Vladimir Putin's bidding. They want to make sure that they can uh, retain the House of Representatives in the fall, and they don't care what it takes to get them there. They are willing to allow Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin to just uh, decide who wins every election from here on out.
That's the Republican position on your vote. One person, one vote. The freedom uh, to, to vote for the candidate of your choice in this country, the very soul and heart of democracy uh, in the United States is now being controlled and owned by Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin and uh, all of their stooges. And what about in this the, whole thing with Ambassador McFall? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, thank you I for mean, mentioning that too because that's another case where Vladimir Putin, I believe, was saying, oh, yes, yes, we want you to hand over uh, people like Michael McFall to uh, to be questioned by us. For questioning. Yeah. If, if we're going to give you the 12 GRU agents who attacked your election, you got to give us someone like Michael McFall to, to be questioned and so on. And that was what Vladimir Putin was saying. If I didn't know any better, I would believe he was saying that be, just to play devil's advocate, to be sarcastic, to be snarky, uh, to uh, to to Robert Mueller and to the grand jury and to American officials who are investigating this. But in fact, the fact that Donald Trump actually went ahead and was agreed like, oh, let to me it, think about that. That's a great idea. Yeah, fantastic idea. <laughs> this is un goddamn believable. It's like I was saying the other day, this is like the 9-11 committee. Like like, uh, let's say uh, the Taliban requesting, oh, yeah, you know what? If you want to capture our people, you got to give us some of the uh, members of the 9-11 commission. <laughs> it's like, what? Really? And, and then you can imagine George W. Bush going, uh, sure, <laughs> we'll give them all to you. And, and no, no, <laughs> no, that doesn't, that's not the way it works. This, I mean, this is more damage. This is damage to the system. I mean, how are you going to get people to agree to be American ambassadors and work for the State Department if, if we're dealing with a president who at any moment could throw them under the bus and, and be handed over to Vladimir Putin to be interrogated by Russia's uh, uh, torturers in the various torture chambers out there, especially out in, in Siberia. I mean, that's all shit that could actually go down with Michael McFall. And Donald Trump was like, oh, okay. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. Fantastic idea. Let's just swap. What could possibly go wrong? <sighs> Meanwhile, Jim Jordan said the uh, House Republicans shot down this Democratic push for more election security by saying, quote, I know what we need for safe and secure elections, and that's voter ID. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, no, no. See, the GRU and places like the Internet Research Agency are based on Russian soil. How is voter ID going to stop people on Russian soil from attacking our election? <laughs> Where are they, Bob? Russian what? soil. <laughs> oh, I my mean, God. <laughs> uh, K- Kitty Carriol was on Twitter last night. Tommy Laren was on, on Twitter last night saying the same same goddamn thing. If we're so worried about meddling, why don't we just have more voter ID? More, well, I think she called them more precious voter ID laws. Uh, uh, and by the way, <laughs> saying that uh, the saying that the Russian attack was meddling, quote unquote, is, is like saying 9-11 was a mishap. You know, it's just so yeah. belittling of what actually went down. Jesus, God, voter ID, really? And by the way, that's, as I was saying before, the voter ID thing. I saw that from Tommy Laren. Uh, Jim Jordan has said it today. And I'm seeing memes going around saying that because the Dems swung the primaries to Hillary, we need voter ID to protect Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez. So basically, it's like it's a it's a meme meant to convince progressive Democrats to support voter ID laws. That's 
fucking Russian Great. propaganda. <laughs> and you know what? Jim Jordan's repeated. This, it's so underwear gnomes, though. I mean, like, I'm not really quite sure why get step three there. Yeah. Well, um, it's it's the whole idea is support voter ID laws, pass voter ID laws, make sure Dems can't vote. I mean, that's that's the whole process. That's what they're looking at. And it looks like this is all what I'm saying here is there is something that was coordinated here because you got Tommy Laren last night or Tommy, whatever the fuck, Kitty Carroll, whatever her name is. Then you got Jim Jordan this morning. These are two prominent Republican figures who support Donald Trump, and they're both pushing voter ID today on the same goddamn day that we're seeing these memes going around. So trying to suggest to progressive Democrats that they have to support voter ID in order well, for the election to, not to be real. We need to talk about, though. We need to point out that right-wing media and right-wing policymakers have yeah. become one organization. Mm-hmm. Bill Sean from Fox News, who was like, you know, Ailes is Roger Ailes's number one fixer. Yeah, of, uh, is now the communications director in the White House. And yep, it's like this. And you know, Sean Hannity is practically the policy director. It's and that's truly disturbing. And it's a place that American media and American democracy have never really gone before. Yeah. Uh, and of course, they are getting their talking points from Bill Shine. Yeah, know, Bill Sh- Jim Jordan gets the same talking points probably every morning as Tommy Lahren, Uh and it's probably by fax because mm-hmm. we're on their AOL accounts. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, well, they're talking to people who are willing to believe anything. You know that Ghostbusters commercial where they say we're we're ready to believe you. That is the. That is the mantra. That is the theme for Trump supporters across the goddamn country. Whatever you say. We're ready to believe you. That is what they're doing. Okay, we're going to take one last break and we come back. Speaking of Trump supporters, we're going to dig into this uh, Channel 4 News interview with these Trump supporters and get a sense. Yeah, I can't (laughs) wait. Get a sense of what they're thinking in the wake of Helsinki right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. Is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com? All right. We're all going to be like uh, Jason Bourne running from the uh, the Trumpers as they protect their guy. I don't think it's going to come to that, but you know. All right. So we're talking about these. Uh, these poor suckers, these poor rat bastards who still 
just continue to jump through verbal hoops to try to defend this ridiculous cartoon supervillain in the White House right now. They just, they're so in love with him. They just, they have to go along with every goddamn thing. And you know what? This is a great example. And another reason why we should play this is that this is uh, how propaganda works. We're seeing it right here. This is a group of people who are not only susceptible, but who have fully accepted Donald Trump's propaganda and Russia's propaganda. So this is an interview with a bunch of people inside the United States, but conducted by the UK's Channel 4. Hang on tight. Trump's being called a traitor. I wonder how you feel about that. Uh, Honestly, we laugh out loud when we hear it. We're like, what? What are we hearing? Uh, We're on the brink of war? No, you know, uh, President Trump... One press meeting. Right. One press conference, threat of war. The public expects nothing less than from the swamp in D.C. Mm-hmm. in their cronies in the media. That's it the was a one-hour press conference after a two-hour private meeting. We have no idea what happened in the private meeting. We, it was a one-hour... He's, he's saying that to defend Donald Trump. We, we have no idea what happened in the meeting. <laughs> we have no clue, but we're going to defend <coughs> Donald Trump anyway. We don't know. That's a problem. You should know what happened in the meeting. Normally, we would know what happened in the meeting. But Donald Trump went in there with his paymaster, with his boss, and they had a private meeting. And meanwhile, by the way, it should be known here that the uh, that the House denied uh, Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell's motion to subpoena Trump's interpreter from Helsinki. So we may never know other than through the Russians. And I'm sure the Russians have already uh, or at least in the process of putting together a readout from the meeting or some sort of minutes from the meeting, some sort of information. Well, at the very least, we know that they recorded it and they'll probably use the recording of the meeting against Donald Trump as a way to further manipulate him. All right, let's continue with these crazy people here. Right? Or press conference and where I'm supposed to change my opinion about a president that's doing all kinds of amazingly positive things. No. Because of a one-hour press conference. <laughs> it's, it's a like swamp it's, screaming. It's, it's, it's a, a swamp being chicken little. The sky's falling in. And the American people are getting tired of it. But you've got Republicans criticizing President Those are Trump. never... I, I love when I hear an actual just regular guy say, you know, the American people are getting tired of this. American people are getting tired of hearing about how the American, how the American president is a traitor. Have you noticed how, like, nobody thinks they're racist, everybody thinks they have a great sense of humor, and yeah. everybody thinks they're the American people? Right. <laughs> like, it's interesting to be like, the American people feel exactly what I feel. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no. Mm, no. No. No, not everyone. <laughs> National Review journalist, right. no. Yeah. Daily Caller columnist. You are not the cosmos. These these people but, are just suckers. They're just suckers, and they think because they've been suckered that everyone's been suckered too, and that they're just in good company or something. I don't know. You know, and I, I see this in my everyday life, David. You, you bump into Trump supporters who you've known for many, many years, who you once considered friends, maybe, family members, and you wonder, Jesus, how can they possibly have been suckered so thoroughly like this i mean should we sell them robot insurance or something i mean they're that naive <laughs> really because when they grab you with those big metal claws you can't break free yeah because robots are strong and they can't uh, uh, you know they they just they have to accept this otherwise they're rooting against their team that's the only thing i can think of and, and on some level they've got to know they've got to know that what they believe in right now is crumbling around them that they made a catastrophic error in their vote 
uh, in November of 2016. That they actually, uh, yeah, I know. They never you read actually, the 149 New York Times stories about how his followers don't give a shit about anything. That's true. It actually happens. But that's, what, that's what they say publicly. I believe that there is, and this doesn't obviously apply to everybody. I have no way of knowing if it would apply to everybody, even if it did. But the fact is, is that there's got to be at least some people, it, at least on the margins of Trump's supporters who say, yeah, you know what, this guy, I, I'm not buying this. I really fucked up with my vote. But they're saying, but when a pollster or a reporter like this Channel 4 reporter asks them something, they're, of course, going to toe the party line. They're not going to embarrass right. themselves. They're going to want to save face, which is the problem here. I mean, I think the Internet, especially social media, has bred a period of time in our public discourse in which people do not want to say they were wrong. They refuse to admit when they're wrong. And I see this on the left, too. When you get something wrong, the way to proceed forward from there is to not double down on the wrongness if you get a story wrong if you share a fake news story accidentally or you think an onion story is real and you say it's real and you fuck up just say hey you know what i fucked up i'm human we make mistakes let's move on that's all you gotta say but people now in this modern age refuse to do that because they're afraid of the pile on they're afraid of the flame war that they say they're wrong then a bunch of people are gonna go ha 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 we got you you stupid fucking idiot you're wrong <laughs> They're afraid that guy's. They're afraid Nelson from The Simpsons is going to show up and point and laugh at them. But that's not the case. I assure you, more people are going to respect you if you admit that you were wrong. And these people, yes, I know, you got to save face because you don't want to embarrass yourself. But you, at some point, you got to say, you got to say, Jesus, fuck, boy, did we colossally fuck up. Like the and, soybean farmers. Yeah, I mean, these are look to talk to the people. All these, the people that are being affected by the tariffs. Yeah, I mean, in fact, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, Bloomberg came out with a an uh, uh, infographic today where they just stacked up all of the losers of Trump's trade war. Um, here's a headline about Alcoa: Cut profit forecast ranges by 500 million dollars, citing tariffs on aluminum and imports from Canada, along with higher energy costs and lower market prices. Electrolux expects 10 million dollars in added second half costs from parts imported to U.S. and higher steel and aluminum prices, which they're going to pass along to consumers. Procter and Gamble cites meaningful impact of tariffs on a handful of products in Canada, which accounts for three percent of global sales. General Motors could be forced. To cut U.S. jobs if tariffs are applied to imported vehicles and auto parts. Osram. Trade tensions will weaken sales of automotive lighting parts. Volvo Cars. Owner Lee Shufu says... Oh, that's a real person's name, I guess. Says cars will cost more as <laughs> trade wars escalate. Brown Foreman says raised has raised Jack Daniels prices in light of EU tariffs. Harley Davidson plans to move production overseas. Dahmer Chrysler cut profit forecasts on U.S.-China trade fight. Tyson's Foods day-to-day -day uncertainty in del delivering products and services. Miller Coors Brewer says profits could fall by forty million dollars depending on how much aluminum prices rise. So there. Responding to this guy from the Channel 4 interview who says everything's great for the American people, he is just full of shit Ola. We know now that it's yeah. a myth that it was these poor, like, salt of the earth, $30,000 a year people that voted for Trump. It right. Really, I think the average income of the Trump voter was 77000 a year. It's not a matter of economic grievances, too, by the way. They like to make fun of identity politics. So this is all about identity politics for them. This is because Don they identify with Donald Trump because he's an idiot and he's white. That's what it, that's what it comes down to.
here's more of this uh, this interview on uh, Channel 4 in the UK. For Trumpers. Trumpers. And you know what? We love when Trump is Trump because it exposes them. And we we love that. We love seeing it. We can. So they love seeing Donald Trump behave like a fucking maniac. That's what they love because it exposes the never Trumpers. That's the logic that we're to understand here somehow. Focus on what Trump says in a press conference or we can focus on what he actually does. And he's put people back to work. Record low unemployment (laughs) for Hispanics, for African-Americans. Record high employment for the whole country. Thanks, Obama. Um, Look at what he does. It's really, it speaks to middle America. And And the swamp may not like it, but... They don't like it. And that's why they're screaming pretty loud. the media not talking about that? By the way, I love how these uh, white Trump voters are suddenly so concerned about African-American unemployment. (laughs) <laughs> you know right. jesus christ weren't these the same people who were saying fuck you black lives matter all lives matter <sighs> trying to deconstruct right. this gibberish is just a waste of time isn't it <laughs> i think so it really really is you might as well try to like untangle your dryer lint i mean and figure out which gar- came from what garment yeah. really but it's it's like, it's important though to stare into the poltergeist closet though, isn't it? Once in a while, you got to look in and see <laughs> see the madness happening, and you, you pop the that yawning abyss. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you pop that door open, and it's uh, his, go toward the light. There is room for you all. And Sorry. as we as we learn, this is the noise that happens when you open the closet door from poltergeist. <laughs> Okay, a little bit more of these idiots. How is the media not talking about what everything that Scott just said? You know, uh, they 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 scream impeachment. So screaming uh, that he's a traitor—that's not very far off. So, do you think that Russia did interfere in the election? No. United States medals in elections. What's sad is that President Obama chose to do nothing about it. He was the president when this happened. Oh, oh, they're all so wrong. That's enough of that. That's enough of that because I have a few responses to what they just said here. Uh, (laughs) First of all, this we've heard this. Mike Huckabee was saying it today on Fox News Channel. Oh, you know, and it's the usual Trump line. Oh, there are a lot of lot of lot of killers, a lot of bad, lot of bad people out there. And so just because we they were bad people to us doesn't mean. I like to think that. I mean, I really do think that a lot of people have been galvanized. A lot of people are going to turn out and I mean, who knows, though? Meanwhile, Trump crossed out a line about bringing those responsible for election hacking to justice in a statement correcting his remarks during his press conference with Putin. In addition to writing no collusion and then misspelling collusion on those remarks. <laughs> God, I can't even spell it. He couldn't even Didn't, spell it in, on his, yeah, in his own handwriting. He just, it was one L. He only used one L in collusion. So. There's a happy story we can talk about. We can talk about Jordan uh, Fabian from The Hill yesterday when Hallie Jackson was trying to get a straight answer out of uh, Sarah Sanders. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, where he handed off his time back to her. Right. Yeah. And that's what people were saying early on early early on Mm -hmm. when like russian journalists were warning like this is what's going to happen to you now yeah Uh, they're saying you guys need to team up right and not let them divide you and like when they won't answer a question just keep throwing it back in their faces until they answer it or they make some statement yeah Uh, and i thought that was pretty cool yeah 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 i mean every once in a while they uh they protect their own regardless of what paper the other person works for they're gonna stand up for themselves and you know they all are the enemy of the people right so if they're all the enemy of the people they're all on the same team (laughs) so they've gotta they've gotta watch each other's ass you know they can either hang together or hang separately do you know like it's just it makes me very very nervous that they even paused at all and we're like we need to discuss this with our team about whether or not we're going to hand people over to hostile governments yeah i know i know it's something of that course, 
I mean, it's Trump something that they could do. He's a hostile government. Right. You know, he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. We're people. We're people. He's just a guy. We're all people. Trump is KGB. No, he's not. He's people. He's just people. He's fine. Oh, my God. Uh. Yeah. You know what? Uh, this was really discouraging, and I'll leave on, on this note. We'll, we'll wrap up oh, on Oh, good. Yeah, we'll wrap up on a super discouraging note, because I do like to leave on a downside sometimes, because, boy, it leaves people wanting more. So they'll, they'll go and listen to the post-mortem show and go, uh, maybe there's some good news over there. The fact is, though, that uh, 28% of young adults age 18 to 34 say they are absolutely certain that they'll vote in the midterms compared to 74% of senior citizens. Only 28% of young people plan to vote in the midterms. This is why the young people are wondering, well, why, does the, why don't the Democrats ever listen to us? Why don't they pass legislation that helps us? Why don't you fucking vote for Turn out. Jesus yeah. Christ, I, I hate to be the tough love guy, but Jesus, you want to change the world and you want a better life for yourself and your posterity, God damn it. Get out and vote for fuck's sake. God, God damn it. Damn it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No! Yeah. God damn it. Oh, I'm so discouraged by this. Keep the faith, Bob. I know, but you know what? Look, this is why the Democrats lose elections. This is why the Democrats don't listen to young people because young people don't vote. And it looks like that's going to be the case once again. I, you know, the, you, really, the Democrats should bend over backwards to do what the uh, the Bernie people want, right? No. Well, you have yeah. to vote. You have to vote first. You have to vote. If you wanna, you want change, you gotta vote. And if you don't, if you don't want change, then I don't know what to tell you. You're doing this to yourself. It's not the Democrats' fault. It's not that the, all the part, all the parties are the same and the lesser of two evils and da 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 da. The corporatist Democrats, blah blah blah. Turn up and vote and change the fucking way the party operates. Become a part of the party. Run for office, for fuck's sake. I've been saying this for years. I feel like I'm just a broken record. Well, guy. you know, we actually, I mean, my, my local city government yeah. has just had a major, like, progressive coup d'etat in, the, like, just everybody in the city council and the mayor, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I know. Move here. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> It'll be this. If we're like a tiny blueberry in a big bowl of tomato soup. <laughs> All right, make sure to listen to the T Rex Report. That's T Rex's podcast on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the T Rex Report. Go and do it now. The postmortem show is coming up next on our Patreon page. That's uh, the all caps Patreon link at bobseska.com. Takes you to our Patreon page. You can listen to my interview with Malcolm Nance from yesterday. And then sign up for all of our bonus content. Thanks for doing it. We'll see you on the after party tomorrow, folks. Bye-bye.